Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Founder of Top Cosmos Insightful Conversations, awakening your authentic, well, your consciousness. Today is March 26th. In the sign of Aries, the sun is in Aries, and it's kaleidoscope visions. We always talk about a transit, and today we're talking about the two eminent ones occurring just within days of Pluto entering Aquarius and also of Mars. Pluto enters Aquarius for two months. It began on the 23rd, just a few days ago, until early June, just at zero degrees. And then it re-enters to stay in Aquarius next January. So this will be very exciting. And Mars, I will comment, is quite a significant change. Usually it takes about two months, but we just experienced seven months in Gemini, which is gathering information and connecting our whole everything, communication, mental energies. But in Cancer, it's more concerned with security and safety, our emotional process and our stories. So let's find out more because now we're ready for Kaleidoscope Visions. Learning about current transits and exploring soul growth cosmic conscious energies applied to natal transit chart readings provided from the audience. This is your Kaleidoscope Visions panel. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, the founder of Talk Cosmos, an electric evolutionary astrologer, consultant, certified color energy life coach, vice president of the Washington State Astrological Association, member of Kepler Astrology Toastmaster Club, of a Dwarf Planet University diploma and AA with music degree. I love mythology, philosophizing, collaboration. I'm an artist, writer, a perpetual student of life. I'm Amanda Pierce, a soul-centered astrologer, astrological consultant, and empowerment-based meditation teacher. I have a BA in psychology, I'm a wellness enthusiast with a passion for healthy eating, and I enjoy creating new realities and shifting old paradigms. And I am John Chenworth, an astrologer from Seattle, Washington. I grew up in southern Arizona and was so obsessed with mythology that I concretely imprinted the Greco-Roman pantheon into my psyche. I still see those gods and goddesses infused into everything around me. My experiences of working with developmentally disabled and resource students for many years as both teacher and mentor has given me a strong compassion for others and has seasoned me with an exceptional reconciling energy. I have more than 18 years experience reading natal charts and continue to enhance consulting techniques by attending workshops and conferences. I use a unique blend of evolutionary, archetypal, and traditional astrological methods to look for themes in the birth chart for us to explore. I also enjoy pinning poems and exploring Washington State on road trips. And like the Sufi poet Rumi says, You are the entire ocean in a drop. Uh-huh. Well, hello again, both John and Amanda. It's so great to have us returning hello. always. Hello. Yeah. Well, let's see. We're going to start right off in this with a packed comment. So a comment, content. Nathan, if I can have the slides. Okay. Because, oh, one comment, here are the five points that zero degrees with Pluto that will be coming up 
if people are interested. It's next year, it'll be January 20th, September 1st, and 19th of November. But, Amanda, what would you say in a nutshell? We're each giving an idea of what is Pluto in Aquarius? What is it to you? Yeah, well, so Pluto is, um, when I look at Pluto, it's about the journey into uh, the deeper power within yourself. So it wants self-empowerment for yourself, and it's going to expose and eliminate anything that's in that pathway to get you to that empowerment. And Aquarius is um, fixed mental energy. So we might be coming across um, a greater awareness around stuck thought patterns and crystallized judgments. Um, and Aquarius is also cellular memory. So that's where our trauma is stored. So okay. yeah, yes, we'll lots keep of going. potential for, Thank for you. that to come up. That's a wonderful snapshot overview of great depth. John, how would you like to add to this story you're adding as a feature of Pluto and Aquarius? Well, I became fascinated by the last time uh, Pluto went through Aquarius. Well, that was the American Revolution and a French Revolution happened and the Industrial Revolution happened. So like big changes across humanity. And I found out today looking deeper the time Pluto's in Aquarius before that, 1532 to 1553, uh, ready, Henry VIII broke from the Catholic Church, and Copernicus published on the revolutions of the heavenly spheres, which said the sun was in the center of our solar system, which was upsetting at the time. So it's Absolutely. like full-on uh, societal changes. Oh, boy, you've both gone from macro to micro or <laughs> back and forth. Well, I will add my feature involves our idea of networking and finding like grouped people and the friendship element of it because they are like-minded people and networking. The Aquarian person is always very strongly involved with connecting to others, forming groups and elevating the conditions for the group sometimes to the detriment of themselves because of thinking in a group terms. So there's always that heart, that polarity point that we need to bring in. Well, let's see what else we have. Oh, and here's another great picture that I could have brought up that shows some of these elements, the networking. Yeah. And of course in Aquarius, it's um, so, all right. And the chart just for the first chart at zero degrees Aquarius, which was the 23rd of March, at 8.14, that's Eastern time for those people that want to look at it. However, what we're going to continue with is presenting how Pluto, briefly, very briefly for our audience, how it might be transiting through a house of yours because it takes a long time. Pluto will be 20 years in a house. Now, granted, not all of you have your house starting at zero degrees. So it may be half of one house and half or partial. But the point is, it's going to remain in that sign, except for that period from June 11th till January 21st, when it just tips toes back into Capricorn for a few degrees, which is very typical. Okay, so I will begin with the personal houses. There's We've divided them into three sections rather than quadrants, which this astrological talk, but first is personal, then there's social, and then there's universal. So personal will be one through four. One is self. It's projecting yourself and your personality, and you're reclaiming your personal 
power, really. And during the time you may feel like you want to control events, there's always that feeling with Pluto, yet often that will not necessarily always occur because it's this entire development of experiencing darker issues that you haven't quite looked at before and situations that come into your life that help you get that self-transformation and self-empowerment. And so in the second house, and each one of these, of course, identifies the area of that house. So you learn very deeply what, because Pluto is deep, wants to uncover what's hidden that's really for your soul growth. And in the second house, it's possessions and your resources. That can be material or it can be personal, your talents and feelings. It's not necessarily the emotions, but it's the feelings because it's all the senses. It's your body. It's embodiment. And so you might have control issues about everything, about managing your finances, which is a large part of resources, but also finding out latent talents that you might have. So you will possibly want control over your money. And I might say that the United States natally has Pluto in the second house. So it's always fascinating to learn more about the second house. But you learn about your strengths and your worth and your value. These are Venus. Venus rules Taurus. So it has that embodiment in the sense of the Taurian. Moving into the third house of communication with Gemini, that's going to change all your thinking, your connections about the family in the sense of your siblings. These issues are coming up and having impact with you. Or you might study something really intensely because it does involve that energy for a long time. And your words, choosing things very carefully, more carefully how you say things and observing things more than just talking off the top of your head. But truth is going to be a big issue involved with it. And there may be deceit because there's always two shades and shadows of everything. To have our soul growth, we have to move through. So going to the fourth, the end of my personal venture here in the fourth house of your foundations, your home, your childhood, and your parents. And this happens to be how Pluto has moved through my houses. I started in the first, went through the second, and I'm just now exiting the fourth, going into the fifth. So the fourth is really about how we nurture ourselves, our foundation, our childhood, our parents. You reconstruct on a very private basis so much that's part of ourself. And it, it, it can be buried resentments. Um, it, it's, it, it's, it's very deep. It's quite emotional. You know, it is naturally a waterhouse. And Pluto, too, naturally has Scorpio, but it's very transformative. And coming out of this personal part, you're ready to leap into, well, I don't know about leap, but to enter what will be social. So we have John doing the social houses. John, what would you like to add? Well, the fifth house, uh, children, romance, and artistic expression are three main things of the fifth house. If you have Pluto going through that house, uh, children come to the forefront, maybe power struggles, or else would like to think of empowerment of children. In romance, you uh, will take things more seriously and maybe more intensely if you're meeting people. And 
artistic expression, I think is really interesting at this time because you're deepening your artistic expression and it's a great time to prove on a certain element of what you do artistically. You can really focus on it. Um, six house. Okay. So, well, health comes into focus. Um, maybe you'll transform uh, your diet and your exercise. Uh, there's a powerful transformation in, in how you do stewardship, how you take care. And uh, they talk about in literature, you know, like physical regeneration, right? And then the job comes to the forefront too. Again, changes, transformations, do a skills inventory at that time, especially when, it's when, right when it goes into the house. It's a good time to do that. Seventh house, relationships, right? Uh, profound changes. Uh, seeing each other more honestly. And I have here uh, layers of the onion being peeled. Um, it's the power of love. Uh, also, you might come into con or have experience with looking for ways to reclaim the self in a relationship. The eighth house is where we would say Pluto is very comfortable in that house. Um, the whole uh, Pluto Scorpio eighth house connection. Uh, possessions and resources come into play. Uh, think uh, resurrection themes. And I like to think of when I think of the eighth house in anything, I think of the phoenix, uh, the great bird that catches on fire and collapses and is reborn again. Oh, how lovely. Well, we have now the last four houses, the universal houses, and Amanda will complete our survey of the houses, and then we'll get into our chart for our natal reader that we're doing All today. Right. Thanks, Sue. Yeah, so the ninth house. So this is transformation of your belief systems to align with a deeper empowerment within you. And so this can uh, come through higher education. You may be... Um, changing your thought patterns and getting rid of stuck beliefs. And really it's just where you're looking for your information and truth in the, in the ninth house. Uh, the ninth is also intuitive knowledge. And so that cellular memory that is associated with Aquarius, this can also be downloads of past life information. So unlocking that content from within you and allowing it to come forward for your empowerment. And I personally just, um, had Pluto go through my ninth house and I've been reflecting on that 20 year transit. And, uh, when I, when that transit started, I, um, I came from a very intellectual, um, family background and, um, education system. And so anything metaphysical, anything woo woo astrology, it was all out. I wasn't into it, but it's, but that shifted over the years and yeah. And I've taken astrology classes. I've taken meditation classes and now I see the world and my belief system about the world is completely altered and completely different. So a lot of potential with this transit, um, 10th house. So stepping into more authentic power out in the world, and this can come through a transformation in your career, or it can just be your legacy or how you're seen and how you're known in the world. It's a very powerful time to be seen in the world. Um, and that you may be dealing with some trauma that comes up that's kind of helped, uh, that's kept you out of leadership, some thought patterns that have held you back mm -hmm. because the 10th house is, is associated with Capricorn and that is a leadership archetype. Uh, the 11th house, coming into power within groups, wielding more influence in groups. Uh, Aquarius, the 11th house is associated with uh, activism, environmentalism, 
fighting on behalf of others. This could be a way of stepping into your authentic power. And there's potential to um, confront abuses or trauma that are happening within groups or that have happened to you within groups. 12th house, this is stepping uh, deeper into your spiritual power and deepening your connection to the universe and finding that a deeper surrender into that connection. Uh, this is another big house for receiving downloads from with past life information. It's also the house of the unconscious. So freeing trauma memories that have kind of been locked in on the unconscious level. Uh, that can all come up in the, the 12th house with this transit as well. So there you go. Oh, excellent. Well, they are intense while they last. And it is really unearthing into the new butterfly that we then move into the next division. So I'm looking forward for the looking forward to these creative energies for me as I go into my fifth. Here we have for our participant today, Nola. And the only, uh, she was born August 22nd, 1962 for our podcast people that are trying to follow at 12.06 p.m. in Seattle, right where KKNW is located. And both of you and I used to be. So in this chart, Nola has a two-degree Scorpio rising, almost three degrees. Her son is at the very last degree of Leo up there in the 10th house with Uranus smack dab right next to it, the very beginning of Virgo. So that has a lot of spontaneity and, and we're talking, in fact, I don't know if I want to talk too much astrology. I know that this individual loves listening to astrology, but he's not per se an astrologer. So that helps us talk more generic to our audience. But what is most amazing, the moon is in that communicative sign. There's a lot of strong communication and there's a tension of action between transformation with natal Pluto and the emotional part of how a person operates with the moon in this communication and with the bigger picture, everything big and healing with Jupiter and Chiron, which are archetypes. So let me pass it on to both of you. <laughs> we have a few minutes here. I think it's interesting to have um, Pluto in the 11th house at a time when Pluto just entered Aquarius. So experiencing it in our personal life as well as the, as the collective is going through it. I think that's really interesting. It does make an, I have my Pluto in the 11th also. Groups have always been paramount for me. And Pluto gives power and disempowerment. So it's very important to move into those areas that we feel that we're akin to, that we're connect with on mm -hmm. some element. Building I mean, up the strength of those professional groups would be a good thing to do. Go ahead. It was not happening. Go ahead, John. Just the building up of, of professional groups at this time as Pluto gets ready to go in the 11th house. And yeah. Oh, good point. Amanda, did you have a comment? Do you think? Well, I just, I'm the one thing, the first thing I was drawn to with Nola's chart is that Sun Uranus um, yes. conjunction. So, you know, just like a lot of creative energy with Sun and Leo 
And Uranus kind of brings that genius forward too. So creativity with genius and, um, and all of that Virgo right next to it, that the Pluto and the Mercury, a uh, Mercury in, in Virgo is a very strong mind. And all of that Virgo is it's, it's really drawn to, to acts of service and being of service to its community. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious what, what NOLA does, but I'm seeing a lot of, a lot of that coming forward. It is very true. And it's a good distance. So there's a very clear analytical thought and great, as you say, ingenious, a, a quick mind that understands things and also it's a distance, so it, there's a lot of clarity with it. Well, let's go to the next. We can always go back. Pardon me, I have a frog suddenly that wants to talk instead of me. It happened to be that as of speaking, there is a there's a returns for her chart. So we're going to look at this event chart briefly. Mars just entered Cancer. And and she has a Mars return. And the same with the moon. So that's your direction, your motivation, your mojo, and your emotional connections to your stories and, and communicating ways. But it is in this, the dynamics here have, just for this return chart, I don't know if we want to spend too much time, a toggle, I could say, of struggle between who I am and emotionally just transiting in this chart with this forward motion that wants to, because Mars and Cancer is more careful. It's not rapid. So it's going to take its time because it needs to release a lot. And it's not always so simple. So it could be, my thought here is, the focus, beginning new focus, because the rulers of Scorpio are both have just changed signs. Pluto is now in Aquarius that we can see down at the bottom. And so it's just as we have said, more interested in other focuses along with Mars. But that's what the emphasis is, is releasing old fixed ideas, like you had said, Amanda. Yeah, I think it's so powerful that that Nola's having this Mars return at the same time that Pluto is is shifting into Aquarius. So when I think of Mars in Cancer, I think of like that mama bear energy. It's like it's very protective of its tribe and its people and it's very personal. So with a Mars return um in Cancer, you know, this is a time to to take a look at um where you're putting your energy, does it still align with what's correct for you? Is it still being done in a way that empowers you? Um, Mars is also the conscious driver of Pluto because Pluto is one of the, the outer planets that kind of works on an unconscious level. So it's, um, it's going to be how you more consciously move that, that Pluto journey forward for you or that self-empowerment forward for you. So looking at your Mars yeah. and this Mars return is quite important. It is. And then too, there's this beautiful trine, meaning a flow of energy with that South. So it appears that the structure, you know, of thinking of what's longevity, what, like I had said, determining essential visions, because 
Saturn in Pisces is really what's essential and what's my vision. And nurturing is really that Mars in Cancer wants to nurture yourself and action and releasing, which always is the South. It's what we've carried with us. It's strong. And this is the collective thing right now. John, do you have a thought or shall we jump to the next by wheel? We have a what, few minutes. What mm-hmm. j- jumps out to me is the trine between Pluto and Ceres and that square between Mars, Ceres and the inconjunct from Mars back to Pluto. It's like an interesting picture within conjunct. We call that like adjusting or working therapeutically with uh, Mars, Pluto combined. You're dealing with um, like hidden resources of energy uh, and like a fight for survival. Uh, this kind of having it, it doesn't resolve. You not, might not know quite what to do, and but the nice connection with Sirius is to ground, right? Uh, with with take what it did easy. you say? I'm missing that word. Sirius. Are you talking about the, the goddess? In the, in yeah, the and if you would elaborate too, because we're not talking to an astrologer. She doesn't have all our background. So, in other words, Sirius would be more nurturing, wouldn't it? It would be to to give on a mundane level nurturing is that what and, you're and to saying? ground as being an earth goddess i think of her as grounding because she works with the earth growing mm-hmm. plants and stuff whatever that would be to to to, to settle down because mars and, and uranus in uh, a, a rocky kind of aspect having that grounding is very very good helps you process through whatever is happening i i grounding love that you med- mm-hmm. I love that you're connecting that Mars, you made that Mars series connection because Nola also has series conjunct the North Node. So that's a journey for her in this lifetime. And right. so it coming up in this transit, that's pretty important, I think. Good. Well, here we have the bi-wheel and we have a few minutes, not very many, but a few and we can come back. But here is the natal chart on the inside and this moment that I chose as of today because we could have chosen any of the last recent days, but whoa, such an impact. Here she has this Mars return at a zero point with a moon return, which happens every month, of course, but it happens to be right now. Mars only returns every two years, so it's significant, along with these ingress or these energies. So another, And her rising sign with Scorpio is in a flow. I mean, immediately... It, it's welcoming this this Mars. I mean, that's a trine right there. You know, they're both water signs. So pretty dynamic. Oh, any, go ahead. I, I could keep talking, but we have, go ahead. We have just a moment. Or maybe we should come back to this. Does something spit out? We have actually about 30 seconds. No, there's there's so much on the chart. <laughs> there okay, is so well, yeah. there is. I'll let you look at this, and I will say that what's so fascinating is. Oh, there is those creative um, quintiles. There is. There's a lot, but she also natally has this great energy between her big picture of Jupiter, and remember, we have to explain this to people that aren't astrologers with the Chiron that has healing tendencies. That what's our something that we experience that we can share with other people is healing which is a very dynamic energy for her it's in her fourth house of personal foundation and they're conjunct meaning they're smack dab together and in this transiting energy right now along with this active mojo with the mars saying hey we got action city happening let's retreat and regroup and 
I say that because it's in Cancer, but it's also has the Jupiter Chiron in conjunction that is looking at Mars. So it seems as though this is a seed point. It, very interesting. I know she's been waiting months to get on our schedule that because we only do this once a month and we didn't do it in January. We did uh, Water Rabbit, which is fascinating to listen for those people that haven't heard it. But it was perfect timing. Like the universe has things for her. Expansion well, oh, of reg regimens and uh, planning health things would be very good at this time. Also, uh, I'm so interested in Hygieia, that asteroid about health near Pluto down at the bottom of the chart. A little bit wide, but why not? It's These health things keep coming And it's up. approaching the IC. Yes, health. And you'll find out that she is involved in health. Um, okay, we will return. This is Kaleidoscope Vision. I'm with Amanda Pierce and John Chenworth. I'm Sue Minahan. And it's March 26th. So return in a moment. And we'll continue with Nola about her chart, her thoughts, and what's happening. Thank you. we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We're currently in the period of Aries. By leaving a cycle based upon completion, the energy of Aries sparks initiation, creating action to separate into a new cycle of life. It's a fire sign, which means it will involve great emotion. And because separation may create resistance, it also takes great courage to break away to new ways of becoming. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Whispering Dragon Center in Shoreline, we cover the world of animals. This week, April 2nd, it's Shelter Rescue Sanctuary and anything that helps our Animal Friends Sunday. We'll check in with our regulars, Meow Cat Rescue, Help Animals India, and Seattle Dogs Homeless Program. Plus, we'll chat with the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga to find out about all the classes and events coming up there this month. Hope you can join us for Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha, and enjoy the show. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Hey, we're back again, and just before we begin with Nola, I want to say that we're not taking any time from this, but you can reach out to either John, Amanda, or myself. We all do consultations, and we're eager and happy to work with you. So John Chinworth is skypathastro.com. You can find this on the YouTube or go to Talk Cosmos. I have all the guests there. This is season six, by the way, but they were each in the last season. Amanda Pierce, best is 
amandamoonastrology at gmail.com, which is also, I think, the name of her website, or me, Talk Cosmos. And remember to connect for our newsletter. We're always happening with new panels and subjects and the YouTube channel. We are a podcast and a YouTube. Okay, so going, I repeated the same slide so that we wouldn't get lost. And we have Nola. Now, just before we say something to Nola, I'm going to review remembering that transiting Pluto, which was our, there's so much here, but not to forget, is in the third house. So that does bring up this idea that it's a great time to reevaluate the thinking, research, investigation, a time of study. And, and of course, with siblings and whatnot. And also that our expectations, I read that. That was very fascinating to me. They actually change. And so it's a great time to pursue those connecting ideas and dreams that we have and to, that we learn through observation. And it can stimulate on the shadow side a little uh, negativity of privacy, secrecy, which it does in any of them. So it is a matter of looking at shadows. Where were they rooted and maybe finding out more information or shedding through that. Okay, shall we bring Nola? Are you there? Hello, Sue. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. I'm so you forward this. Good. So perhaps to we'll work around this transit reading. This is. Would you give us an idea of what? Well, first, give us some feedback on what we may have said and what you would, the focus you would also like to share. What was your feedback? Did you have some feedback that you could um, share well, with us? Uh, yeah, a few things resonated with me. Um, and I know ahead of time you asked me if there was any question I had, and I brought up the topic of my career and possibly career change or changing jobs within my career. And one thing Amanda said that kind of resonated was, um, you know, where I put my energy does it align with what is correct for me. I feel like this point in time, it does not. <laughs> and at one time it did when I started my job it was 15 years ago. I loved my job, but now it's, um, it's very, it's to the point where I know, I know my job really well. It's comfortable, but it's not really as rewarding and fulfilling as it once was. And I feel like it's definitely a time for a change, but you also mentioned Sue, I think you said, um, since I'm not an astrologer, hopefully I get this right. Mars in Cancer is tends to be careful, so I tend to be cautious and not really quick to make change and kind of got to check things out first. And and, and uh, so I tend to do what's comfortable, and maybe I'm staying staying in this position too long where it's kind of becoming uncomfortable. <laughs> It's like, please release me. I my soul needs growth. And this comes right. It's not comfortable anymore. It's like maybe I just need a little kick in the pants. Well, yes, but this is what on a friendly, nurturing basis, because cancer is nurturing. Remember this. We all want to get a little brash with ourselves, but I've learned from masters to be gentle with oneself because yeah. time does 
particularly with cancer, it's a process. It takes its own time. And I just, so therefore I'm going to jump up and say one thing and then let both Amanda and John speak, who I know have stellar thoughts. But looking about that process of time, you just had a, uh, a Saturn return because the cycles, you know, Saturn takes 29, 30 years to go around the ch until it returns. And the first one's around 28, 29, 30. And then the next one is just going on 60. So those are pivotal times when we really do assess and address. Well, in your case, Pluto is going to be connecting with that, I noticed, five times, but in five years from now. So let's see if I showed it on the next slide. I think I did. Yeah, here it is. So you can keep this and we won't focus on it now, but you have time to start using those transformations in the third house, which include so many facets of ideas and dreams and new expectations and developments because Pluto is going to be your friend and work on what you think is longevity and what's essential mm -hmm. in, in Aquarius. And that's going to be as of the 27th. So we'll get back to the chart. Okay. Amanda and John, what would you like to share? Uh, well, I am a, no Nola, I'm not surprised that you're, <laughs> you're coming up against like this career piece for yourself because that, that Pluto is the transiting Pluto. You can see down there with the yellow arrow, the bottom of the chart is um, creating that um, yacht effect. And so it's really, it's, it's hitting your sun Uranus and it's hitting your Mars at the same time. So you're feeling that sense of like, I'm not putting my energy in the right place. It's, it's maybe draining me. And, but that concern about um, being uh, cautious about moving forward. Well, that sun Uranus, uh, the sun in Leo, it's, it's a creation point and it's, when it connects with Uranus, there's like this sense that you're always going to be needing to kind of recreate yourself in a way. Now, because Uranus is in Virgo, Virgo is about like the small little details. And so making those incremental shifts for yourself. And so just like starting to look into what might feel better for you um, is a good start. But this Pluto transit, it's going to feel kind of shaky. It's going to feel uncomfortable but it wants you to step into that, the greater power for yourself. So it's, it's trying to get you there. And this is, um, this is just a little bit of a start for you. I love, Amanda, I had to jump in right now. And, and, and Nola, speak up however you are. You are part of us, although we can't see <laughs> okay. you. It's okay. And yes. that is, I love Amanda, the fact that you said incremental because Virgo does, you know, you're on a thinking and, and the move and, that energy is ruling your emotional part, um, Nola, your, your moon. And so the little steps are so important. And the universe loves action. I remember Dougal Fraser, who's an intuitive, would say that. And it's so true. Action is important. And a little bit of something going forward. Now, John, you mentioned about grounding. And I meant... Uh, uh, I did find a couple more things happening right yeah, now with the and, chart. And Nola, too. 
Mm -hmm. Go ahead, speak of that. And I know about the grounding. I don't know. Are you in a meditational practice right now? Um, well, I try to do grounding meditation. Um, I'm not. I'm not doing it always on a regular basis, but it's something that I, I try to do. Okay. When I, I, I think I do it more when I when I feel like I'm kind of unsettled. Where I yes, I know. <laughs> I make it, I should try to make an effort to do it on a daily basis, so that way I don't become unground. <laughs> I can stay a little more grounded all the time. But sometimes when I'm starting to feel unsettled, I'm oh yeah, I need to. Then I really start reminding myself, oh yeah, I need to do more grounding. That meditation. could be a good nurturing stimulus. I you love have that, Sue, too, because of that Saturn transit, the green arrow at the bottom, that Saturn going through Pisces. It's um, it's going to be coming up on your Jupiter and Chiron in Pisces. And so that Pisces energy, super compassionate, really creative, but can be a bit ungrounded. And so Saturn is um, can kind of help you create that discipline and get that um, get, get that structure for yourself to to do that grounding. Okay. And oh. revelations. Now, John, well, thank you. Thank you, Amanda. John, what were you going to add to? Oh. Now is a good time to work on groundedness because, again, I'm going to bring up Ceres again. Uh, the nodes are squaring Ceres at this time. And uh, the nodes are about soul's evolution. Uh, and with Ceres, we're talking self-care and mothering and looking at how we take care of ourselves. So good time to do that. And Saturn forces that, I think. Yeah. And with, with Ceres in Leo conjunct the North node, like this is a, this is a, a journey, a lifetime journey for you to kind of reclaim that, um, that sense of fun and play within yourself. And um, is cause you've got a lot of aspects here that show you're a hard worker, but maybe there's a part of this career shift um, can be incorporating that kind of play or, or fun into your life or creativity that just kind of elicits Play that passion. Play is important. So, Amanda, Nola, what kind of mm -hmm. career? I know you are interested in the career, and, of course, yeah. Yeah. What, what comes to mind right off the bat that you might be interested in studying? Because, again, Pluto there in that third house and your inquisitive Gemini moon and quick mind what what comes to mind that you yeah. might be interested in well the thing i'm really interested in I, I and you know this sue is energy healing and so i haven't really um studied i i mean i've i i practiced it i've gone to school and done some of that i feel like i don't know how to actually change my career and be able to support myself doing that so i kind of seen that more of a uh, you know, something to do on the side. Um, so I feel like it's hard for me to, to imagine. Um, it's kind of, I feel like I need still need to find another job to make money. And then, but the, what I'm really interested in is energy healing. <laughs> right. Are there classes that oh, you. A sense of fun and play that resonate a sense of fun and play. Um, you said, yeah, you're a hard worker, which I feel like, yeah, I'm a hard worker. And right now I don't feel like my job is really fun because I work with people who are very ill. Um, I'm, I'm a dietitian at a dialysis center with work with people who have kidney failure. Um, so it's not really fun and there's not a sense of play. I'd like to, I'd like to have that sense, <laughs> the 
sense of fun and play at my new job where it's a you little know, more hearted. Yes. And I might remembering too about that energy we Amanda brought up about Uranus and Uranus here transiting. It's an outer planet. It's it rotates on its side and it goes spins backwards. It's totally irreverent. But what I've learned through vibrational astrology is it represents now. It doesn't care about the past, doesn't care mm -hmm. about the future. It wants life right now. So I can understand that this and the play factor, the fact that, you know, your son is in Leo that sees the creativity in life at, in every moment. So I'm looking and, and I'm saying this too for Amanda and John, looking at the other long transits, one energy is Uranus. And of course we have in the seventh house. So that does have some unexpected, unexpected. Do you have some ideas about like health, if if you, it's energy healing, there's so many ways. There's Reiki. There's there's. I would say, well, here I'm. I'll finish with this. I would say just reaching out and learning about maybe hypnosis or something. Huh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Just looking into taking some classes or um, just finding out other 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 type what, what types of energy healing i might be more interested in and it may be that that's just the where you start with it you know you start doing it um outside of your paying job and then mm -hmm. that starts to get the ball rolling and you start to work with the energy of the universe and you know where you put your energy um the universe responds with more of it so just kind oh. of like doing it for your yourself in the moment and then allowing it to kind of move forward. Yeah, I think the expectation, that's a lot of it because I was reading it in my own notes. Expect Pluto is in that third house. It's been there for quite a while for you, but it's been in a different sign. So it's been very attached to the standards and the conditioning. And now it's really a matter of deconditioning by i think allowing that moon of yours to study different subjects that maybe don't have a huge commitment but yet introduce brand new ways so that you can discover it a more because with that mars in the eighth house it could be very deep and probing you could be very caring and give that nurturing to people I think that um, I don't know about, I, I keep thinking about regression. Um, oh, okay. But I was thinking with uh, Pluto going into Aquarius right now, the, the, the changes happening, Aquarius being the professional guilds we associate with, find the next professional guild you want to be with and start getting involved with them. Even though it's not a job change now, just find that group you want to be with and whatever you're attracted to go try that out does that make any sense oh yeah that does yeah oh thanks john and it could be too. come to think of it online do you do very much i know you work full-time and you have yeah. other responsibilities but do you go like i'm part of many groups i don't necessarily join them online all the time but yeah i but that is a strength yeah is that yeah, I don't do a lot of things online right now. Once in a while, I'll take a class or something like that. But yeah, I don't. What about do groups, though, that share ideas that might be like 
some metaphysical idea or a healing group. Oh, right. They, mm -hmm, online. Oh, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Something online. And like, you've got a really um, strong connection, uh, like really strong intuition, it looks to me, because I'm looking at the that Hygieia, Jupiter, Chiron, and Pisces uh, down mm -hmm. in the, the fourth house. And I was wondering, you know, before I knew what you did, if you brought in intuition into the, the, um, into healing, into a healing sphere. Um, so even if you, if you were to, to do energy work um, or building your intuition, I'm wondering if that's something that you could then bring into your current work environment. I know as a patient, I'm not, I'm not in the medical field, but as a patient, I love to work with doctors that um, mm -hmm. work with their intuition and that work with their, yeah. their guidance systems. I'm like thrilled when I can find that. So that's yeah. just a thought yeah. of a way to kind of bring that a little more passion and fun back into your, your work world. Oh, Jupiter, right. may, Jupiter may want to bring more of a spirit of play into the workplace. Jupiter in the sixth sense, those two quintiles to like it's Saturn and Mars. It's like bringing in a sense of play, a different view of how you look at what you do. Well, I personally know that your work has certain boundaries. Isn't that's that true? true? I yeah. think, Nola, yes. uh, right. yeah. So yes, what we're true. really looking at is, I think what... Noah said it's been many years that she's been in this position of authority. I mean, she has a position naturally of authority that an expertise and it has moved around. But this idea of needing that soul growth of and it is approaching again, the Saturn, which is also Saturn. I think, OK, I'm going to go back to that Saturn, your natal Saturn near your south node, which means past conditioning of lives. And I think part of this emphasis might be to, because we're talking about five years from now when it's really going to keep getting more and more intense. Like now it's like mm -hmm. a, a, the, the waves are coming out and you're, you're sensing this and exploring and it's perfect timing. I mean, the universe, it's got the Mars saying, hey, start some action. So we're suggesting... It's going to take a process. You know, you can't fight your Mars. It's not going to be overnight, but you can start connecting, whether it's imagine or dreaming about, and then maybe choosing a group that you can begin to share ideas or right. something like that. And also the grounding on a regular basis, knowing that, but that will naturally start being emphasized too, because Saturn again, as Amanda pointed out, which is in the green one, is going. You're going to want to have new, uh, bigger ideas and philosophies, and that'll start helping you go in that direction. But what I'm getting at is part of this whole process is perhaps the intention. You know, Scorpio and Pluto love intention, intending that you're releasing what no longer is serving you because then the greater picture will form. You know what I'm saying about the heart? You're, it'll connect with you. That's, right, it right. takes time. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Do you have any questions as far as like any thoughts right off the bat? One one quick question. You've been mentioning series, and since I'm not an astrology person, I'm not sure what series is. <laughs> you talked about series in my chart. Ceres is the biggest asteroid. It was uh, promoted to dwarf planet when Pluto was demoted to dwarf planet, made a new category of planets, I guess. Ceres is, you know, is uh, the goddess of growing things. And she's tied to a myth of Persephone that uh, uh, how spring and summer and winter work. Uh, her daughter is taken away from her, which is a period of loss for her. So often Ceres is connected with loss. And it being square the nodes, maybe looking at uh, uh, loss that is happening or processing through that. I was wondering if that could be the thing. Well, and I will add that series is where we nurture ourselves through yes. that loss and grief. So loss right. is a predominant part, just like the, the plants don't grow in the winter time. You know that 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 coming out of it, but we find a way much like our healing energy that we can give sustenance to ourselves and to others. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and John, you just, mentioned, you just mentioned processing loss, which is exactly what I'm doing right now. Oh. A friend of mine that I, I've known since I was oh. in the first grade just passed away. Oh, so sorry. Um, yeah. March 5th. And then actually it's kind of a, it, it's, it's been rough, but, also, a year ago in March, I had another friend who passed away. So I'm like, my gosh, it, two friends each year in March. And so it's kind of like this one's a little bit harder because it's <laughs> so I'm really I am definitely in the process of processing. that. So you really hit the nail on the head. You know, there. with that, Nola, I can suggest because it is you've got that moon in Gemini and Pluto in the third. Right. I don't know if you're familiar with the artist's way, but. The idea is that every day you take three pages. It can be any size of pages, but three sides of pages, and you just write without judgment. You can write, I don't know what to think about, or, oh, gosh, or anything you want. They don't need to be full sentences or anything, but it spits it out of your system, and then you can destroy them, burn them if you have to. You don't have whatever. to read them. You can be like, hey, I did that, got yeah. it out, right? <laughs> just fin oh. finish it because it is a process. Again, it's like taking form, making things that work kind of randomly through and fleshing them through, putting form to them and then done and over along with right. the meditation. Cause That's you've got your, hmm? it's a great way to get into your right brain and kind of rebuild those neural yeah. pathways uh -huh. to the more creative work that you want to be doing. Right. Oh, okay. Well, thank you, Nola. This has been thank wonderful. Yeah. And it's, it's Amanda and John. <laughs> yes, we make good teamwork here. And for those folks that can see the YouTube, do connect with our playlist on YouTube. We have everything about Pluto and Aquarius from October 2nd to January 1st of this last year and this year. And then just recently on the 5th of January and the 19th in many dimensions. And coming up in April will be about the eclipses. So there's a lot of good energy here to kind of find out about what is this energy we're all now living and been waiting for? Yeah. Well, I guess we can say adios until 
another time, yes, Amanda and John? Lovely to see you all. It's great connecting. <laughs> Good to see everybody. Yes. The year of the water rabbit. Okay. Blessings to all in spring. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.